listening to Chris Talks Cars on Cartoon Channel. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Chris Talks Cars. I am joined once again by everyone's favorite, the only man left with an AOL email. <laughs> hey, man, Mr. Brandon someone Cole. Someone else out there with an AOL email. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, that gave me a chuckle when I saw that. Uh, Brandon went out a little bit with the Swiss Army truck. If you want to talk about that real quick, oh, or yeah, we can yeah. get to that later. Real quick, um, yeah. So I, I finally, uh, I just like I said, just been doing basic maintenance on it and kind of trust it now a little bit more. I think I've put uh, a little over six hundred miles on it so far, and it's done really well. Only thing I've had to do is replace the battery. It just got really weak. As um, but uh, other than that, it's it's run real well, do, done real good. And I took it out to uh, some trails uh, a little bit um, west of the uh, DFW Metroplex called Northwest uh, HOV Park or H OHV Park. Sorry, off highway vehicle. Um, and it's, it's it's run by yeah. the city, so it's kind of it's kind of really cool little place. You don't have to worry about a bunch of drunk people running around doing stuff. Can't drink there, and um, real good uh, real good trails there. I've never been there before, so it's kind of cool. I was probably the only person out there with a hundred percent factory stock vehicle, but um, being that the Bronco is what it is, it actually did really well. I was actually surprised that I was able to do some other things that it did uh, i was limited a little bit on some of the hill climbing and some of the rocks because i only have 31 inch tires so um yeah definitely got a good baseline right. of what i have and uh some of the modifications that i'm going to need in the future to do uh some of the more, more of the stuff that I'm, I'm wanting to do with it and uh but all, overall it's just a really good time and truck did really well and so far is um meeting all the <laughs> Swiss Army knife regulations that I've set for it. Uh, it's not quite a quarter mile. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, but uh, we'll work uh, on that. I've actually been thinking a lot about that. Like, I didn't want to do anything to it, but more and more I, I ponder on it and get little things done to it. And um, Yeah, I think, I think I'm going to end up ordering a short block and then building off of that and then i'll probably i'll probably just drop it in there okay um, once i do a mass airflow conversion on it and that way i can have like a legitimately powerful right. engine i'm not talking on like a 10 second quarter mile truck or anything like that but it's it'll be uh, it'll be relatively powerful right. enough to put a smile on my face and you know do, do some good off-roading and towing and burning burning rubber yeah you know just to spin the for tires sure, yeah keep so the tires just clean. fun um not that i need it for anything actually in stock form with 183,000 miles on it it's actually feels plenty powerful right now for everything i've done but it is fun to have an extra 100 or 200 horsepower <laughs> hell yeah um, I just saw right before we started uh, recording, they're doing a Hellcat Durango. I heard. I don't know if so, I heard that. Uh, I think I may have heard a rumor sure. about maybe for the for the Rams. Yeah, well, I, I uh, thirteen twenty video posted it. Uh, Hellcat cool. Durango, I mean, you got the, which yeah, makes you got the sense. Hawk. They've got the uh, Trailhawk, yeah. yeah. the tra the Trackhawk. Yeah. yeah. 
So, you know, just to meet all your supercar yeah, yeah. soccer mom needs. Um, I don't remember. Did we go over the uh, five? Yeah, car yeah, we did that. Stuff? I, last time I did mine and the time before that you did yours. All right. Well, I wrote okay. it down, so it's official now. I'm going to go with a daily driver slash street okay. Mexico machine. And since money's no issue, I'm going to do the GT350R with a big fat pro charger and a build engine. Then for my straight drag strip, I'm going to do a Mustang with a Barra. Hmm. Straight six. Interesting. And then, uh, yeah, well, you know, I had to do something that's uh, yeah. out of the ordinary. I remember. I never understood Since, pulling a perfectly oh man, good engine. The Barra was one of the finalists for No, Ken Block was doing uh he was doing some poll for his new build and the Barra was one of the finalists and I was so uh, freaking yeah. bummed and lost. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know much about that. Yeah, and then for my uh my track vehicle, like my straight up race car is C seven Z one. Oh wait, no, that's C seven. I'm thinking of C eight, yeah. Yeah, no, the C7Z06 is, we've seen spy shots. Yeah. Then tow vehicle, do a Ram 4500, and my baller vehicle, do a McLaren P1. The Ram 3500 wasn't enough for you? Well, I figure if money's no object and it's just a tow vehicle, why not get, yeah, why not get the best possible version of the tow vehicle? Uh, uh, McLaren right, P1. Yeah. Yeah. If, if we're doing money's no like object, it, that's the Good one list. to have. Ah, uh, cool. I appreciate it. Um, so big news for Ford fans and truck people in general. Uh, Ford announced the 2021 F-150 this week, and it is full of a bunch of exciting new technology yeah. Yeah, type stuff. Uh, it looks like they kind of did a, a mild makeover on it. Um, just some, some body cosmetic stuff, a lot of interior uh, redos. But Well, I don't know if you know, Brandon, but they have a lot of grills now. Yeah. They've made a very a very big point of pointing out all the grills and wheel that, combinations they have. Here doing my research, I keep seeing different. Like every one of them almost looks different. So yeah, it's like you can really kind of have something different, but still have basically a regular old F one fifty and uh, a lot of different trims. It's it's really not that many different grills a lot of them is like here's a chrome version right. here's a well, non-chrome they, they, they version they make it look quite a bit different so, i'm looking at like seven different pictures in one screenshot here and and all of them have a bit of a different look to it even though they're kind of all the same yeah no there's there's like five or six different ones but like the king ranch is exactly the same but it's just a chrome version and a non-chrome mm, version okay. and that's the way a lot of them look i like the lariat sport one is that the, best the color myself. matched one it's the uh like gunmetal yeah center section that. yeah that's pretty, with no pretty chrome. Really i dig it yeah the King Ran, 
King Ranch one is uh is what it is. It's the old man yeah. look. Same with the platinum. Yeah, I'm looking at the limited one here. They're uh, the limited one. Demographic got, like, that polished metal, uh, not, not chrome. I really like that one. Where's the uh, limited? Oh, looks, okay, yeah. That looks pretty snazzy. I like that. Of course, I I have an XL truck. Um, I have two fifties. I have that flat black, cheap plastic one, a uh, uh, front grill. My F two fifty, and I actually right. like that on on the F one fifty as well. The uh, I can't even see the difference between the chrome and non chrome one. Oh, it's like the bumper is the only difference. Oh yeah. The front bumper, it's got that little bit of a, a like upper lip. Yeah. Oh, what else is new on it? It looks like um, yeah. they pretty much have the same standard starting price, 31000 You can be able to order them this fall. A crap well, ton of engine options. So this, Six this is engine all, options. This is nothing new. Just looking at it here, you got the you got this the standard base model three point three, and then you step up to the two point seven liter EcoBoost. Um, uh, the three point three is at two ninety horsepower, two sixty five. I believe that's unchanged. The two point seven is three twenty five horse, four hundred pound feet of torque. That stays the same. Three point five liter V six, uh, three hundred seventy five horse and four hundred seventy pound feet of torque that stays the same um actually i guess on the limited i guess you can go ahead and get the high output i assume that that's what you can do right now for the 2020 that's still the same raptor engine 450 horsepower 510 510 pounds of torque do they have the yeah, uh that's next three that's liter next. diesel yeah, so currently you currently? do already have that option and it's it's still here so you get the three liter okay. power stroke 250 horse, 440 pounds feet of torque, and then the old 395 horse, 400 pounds. And then you have the three and a half so, liter yes, hybrid option as well. Thing, and it's not listed here. Um, so that's the newest thing here. And I guess it's going to be paired with the, the, the 3.5. Um, I don't, from what I'm saying, yes. you're not going to be able to get it on anything else. Um, it looks like it's, I don't, I don't know how it's entirely going to work. It looks like it's going to work in tandem with the engine and not on its own. So it's, uh, right. It's not a plug-in right. hybrid. Um, so is this just gonna, is it gonna, is the, the 3.5 actually going to charge this battery or can you plug it in at all? Do you, what do you get out of it? <laughs> You you can't plug it in. The 3.5 will charge it. There's also this crazy bed power option, Pro Power. Hmm. Have you seen that? Oh, yes. Yeah. Where you can get four 120 outlets yeah. and a 220-30 amp outlet. Cool. So what that is... Yeah, I thought you would only be able to get it on the hybrid, but it off is offered on all okay. across I, all I option levels. And what it does is they add two batteries, two 12 volt batteries in the back and a big inverter and a second I alternator okay. to the that engine. Makes sense. That's gonna put a yeah, it's gonna put a lot of, a lot of drag so, on two alter two high output alternators. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's not meant. For, I don't. I don't think it'll stand up yeah. well to heavy duty use. Well, that might. I, mean, uh, I, think the, I don't know. Who, what do I know? Three point five's been mostly proven. They've had some hiccups, and then some. Uh, they've had. Uh, well, it's just the electrical yeah. oh, okay, system yeah. well, I'm talking about. Well, I mean, that, there's not a whole lot more to it. I mean, there's adding an alternator and then a couple batteries in the back. But either way, I mean, that's pretty sweet that you can you can have a, a 220 in the bed of your truck. So, I mean, this is going to come in a lot of handy for welders and stuff, stuff like that. Well, it's only a, is a 30 amp. Yeah, I think well, you can run some of the smaller stuff. Uh, what i'm excited about is a one ton for rvs because do you know how awesome it would be to be able to have a freaking 30 amp outlet in the back of my truck instead of having to have yeah, a that's generator cool. I mean, by the same time you have to like have your engine running unless you're just gonna do it for a short term <laughs> well yeah but i gotta re- burn fuel regardless if i have a generator or not i mean it's not a I don't know. It's depending on your application, but if you're a weekend warrior sure. guy that, yeah. you know, you're not living yeah, in so it, that'd be pretty sweet. Plus well, you can park in my pit so at that point. If I was going to do that, what you're talking about, I would definitely rather have the three liter diesel, but I'm wondering if that's going to become an option. <laughs> so if I'm going to sit there and idle long term, I wouldn't want to do that. Yeah, you can. I mean, it wouldn't matter either way, but I think I'd rather do it in the oh. three liter diesel as opposed to the 3.5 gas engine. Yeah, you can get the uh, the Power Pro option across. Oh, all sorry. Yeah, you're right. Options. I'm thinking of hybrid still. So you, you can get it in the X. Yeah. yeah, I assumed it was only hybrid, but upon doing some more investigation, it's not. It's across, which makes sense. You can get it in the work truck option, like the XL, XLTs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that makes more so, sense. I, I was still under the thought process that it was under the hybrid only. Yeah. No, I wonder when they bring out the three quarter and one tons if they're going to up the rating on those outlets yeah. or if well, they're just I mean, going to they leave at least the uh, 250 and 350 yet have they yeah i mean i no, assume that's that what i'm saying because that'll be outlets as well no i assume it'll get the same ones i'm just saying i wonder if they're going to bump it up because it's a heavier duty truck like if they'll offer maybe so, a 50 let's see. The, the, uh, i'm just reading here um the power boost which is that hybrid option um uh, models with a right 35 kilowatt battery will add 47 horsepower to each model so i guess the uh, entire point of this aside from an extra 47 horsepower which is kind of cool um is uh increasing the range of the vehicle and fuel economy they're saying you can get up to 700 miles on a, t- on a tank yeah that that's, is pretty, crazy. that's pretty crazy um generally hybrids favor city driving too like on the on the open freeway at 70 miles an hour you're pretty much always running on the gas but in a pickup in town which is where they get the worst mileage I think the hybrid is yeah. going to really I've only be driven a game one changer. hybrid vehicle. So I wonder how it works. I mean, it's, it seems like I read about, uh, so 
Ram actually did this uh, last year, year before they, they did this, where they added uh, a um, e torque to the Hemi engine, E-torque. and um, it, it basically helps you get going, and then it just kind of shuts itself off. So that's when like a lot of these bigger V8s, even any truck really, they're just heavy. They, it takes a lot to get them going, but once you get at like highway cruising speeds, this three point five, you're not in the boost or anything. It actually gets pretty decent fuel economy. I've driven several of them. And they're they're actually pretty good. You can easily squeeze out a twenty or or, or more, especially in the two wheel drive vehicles uh, cruising on the highway unloaded. Um, but yeah, so most of that fuel gets used at those lower speeds. So I would assume that this is just going to give you that extra power, electric power, from zero to maybe through the first few gears. I wonder if it's going to turn on at all for highway cruising. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I'm not sure. I know Chevy for a while has had, or at least they did have a hybrid option on like their half ton pickups and Suburbans, but that really never took off. So I wonder if the market's warmed up to it at this point or if Ford's just going to flop. Yeah, on it. I guess time will tell. We'll see, what, see what's going on there. Yeah, the also with that e-torque off the line stuff, that'll be massive yeah. in towing. So actually I read some more on it. Cause off the line, I can't imagine how much freaking fuel you burn. Just trying yeah, to get I, all I, that I monitor my moving. fuel economy really closely, mostly out of curiosity, not for any particular reason. Um, and yeah, it, it's huge difference for me in the city and just like stop and go stuff. Um, I mean, we're talking like single digits versus like, you know, 14 or 15 on the highway um, for, for my truck anyways. Um, so yeah, right. I, I would say that if, if I had something helping me get going like electric engine, it, it would make a huge difference. Um, Especially if, like, you know, they have the, the 3.5s. I, I, I think they have the, the stop start now. I'm not 100% sure on that. Um, you, you go to a stoplight and it shuts off the engine. Um, so, like, I wonder, right. I wonder if they could, like, have it to where you basically go to the stop and then you, you let off the pedal and normally it would kick back on, uh, but it just gives you an electric charge up to, like, uh, or electric engine up to, like, 10 miles an hour, then kicks on the the uh, gasoline engine to uh, finish the job. <clears throat> I don't know. I'm just right. thinking in theory of ways that it could really help with fuel economy. Yeah. Did you watch the launch yeah, video? I wish I had of, um, so they said within two years, they will have a fully oh, yeah. electric F-150. Well, they're going to have to with, with so everything that's, that's pretty else insane. coming out. Um, full electric stuff uh, i think there's i can't remember the other name of it but then there's also tesla um there's there's two two trucks um yeah um coming out it, I, I know what you're talking about that other like truck Riviera i forget the name of like it that, though I, I cannot think of the name yeah it's it's anyways R. yeah so like they're, yeah. they're both making trucks and they're wanting to compete here and yeah so they're gonna have to do that what what actually upsets me a little bit is that i don't see this taking off and being big but i could be 100 percent wrong so ford put all that time effort and money energy into the mustang mach e 
when it just it would make sense that you know one of the best right. best selling vehicles they have is the f-150 and it's pretty consistent and this is their their big money maker um so why wouldn't they just invest that into this they're because man that's their bread and butter like if you mess up the f-150 like there no, goes all like your revenue option really you know what i mean mandate thing the same reason why the only reason that in my opinion, if the, the 5.0 is still in the F-150 is because people want it. It serves zero purpose. The, 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 uh, the 2.7 out toes it. I mean, it's, it's got, it's got more torque in it and it's got to get better fuel economy than the 5.0 right. and the 3.5 just blows out of the water on, on paper. It's got more horsepower than those two, but that doesn't really carry a lot of weight when it comes to trucks. Um, it's all about the torque and where it makes the torque and, and right. both of those engines outperform it um in in those in that category so it like it's just one of those things that it's there if you want it it may not make any sense to have it but it's there so i would i mean why wouldn't they just offer that in the f-150 instead i was actually surprised yeah yeah i'm guessing there's it's uh gonna be a heavier duty system because right now the freaking F-150 is rated to tow 12,000 yeah. pounds. And if you're going to bring out a fully electric one, I'm sure it'll do it for a hundred miles, but, or, you know what I mean? I don't know if like the engines would overheat cause they're smaller. That crossover can't weigh nearly as much as a half ton pickup or as much as a half ton pickup towing. So you, you said 12,000 12, pounds, pounds, which is odd because last year, well, this year, 2020 is 13,200. So they've knocked 1200 pounds off of their towing with this power boost. I wonder, wonder why it's, uh, I'm guessing it has to do with warranty stuff. Like they can't warranty the uh, the heating and or the cooling and everything on those electric mm-hmm. engines if you're going to be towing around thirteen two all the I don't know. That's what stresses just me out the about. Top of my I think head. I mentioned this a while back about hybrid vehicles. So so you have all the basic maintenance stuff of a gasoline engine. Normally it's pretty minimal, especially with something that's relatively reliable and new but they do still have all their regular hiccups and things do go wrong sometimes with them. Um, so you got that to worry about. And then you have a whole nother system or hybrid system that you have to worry about. So you got those batteries and they're talking about when my grandma bought a, uh, I went with her to buy a, a, the Prius years ago and they're saying how the battery costs right. $7,000 in just a cheap little car like that. Imagine what, what it costs in, in something much more expensive like this. And, and this, this was five, six years ago when, when we did this. So, I mean, with, with today's prices, I mean, that's even more and especially in a, a more powerful battery as well. So, I mean, Cali, I really, I mean, I'm talking about, I'm talking about after right. your, your warranties wear off. So I understand once they, once they're gone, it's, and once they're there, it's going to cover you. But once they're gone, you're in the used car market. Like a lot of us are, then what is, how much, right. no, for sure. You know, how desirable is that going to be to have, um, something like that? well, the market has changed quite a bit. Like the, 
luckily technology drives prices down generally and battery technology is changing all the time. Also, there's a whole infrastructure of refurbished batteries that like the aftermarket is coming into. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a pain in the butt, but I also think the industry hasn't quite caught up because five years ago, even I think everyone still thought, it was going to be like a passing fad or like minimal market share. But as more and more comes out and more and more people are running hybrids and stuff, the price, I mean, yeah, it's going to be more than going to AutoZone and getting a a 12 volt battery. But most hybrids from what I've seen, you can take the battery out. It just means you're going to run your gasoline engine more. So it's not a limiting (laughs) factor per se. Yeah. Yeah, all this type of stuff comes out, you know, I guess Ford's for, for the American market and, and the hybrid market. I guess Ford kind of wants to pioneer right. this somewhat. Uh, I want, it makes me wonder how, uh, well, I guess I guess technically Ram did initially and Ford followed suit. Well, Chevy's had a hybrid for a long truck? time. You remember those? Okay. I actually didn't know that. Yeah. In, in the half tons. They're like you. I've seen maybe okay. so. I wonder how long those have been out in my whole time. Like they did it on the Silverados, Suburbans, and I think even yeah, Cadillacs so had them on the Escalades, the, uh, Suburban Tahoe type of stuff. And I wonder, like, so if if they if they did make yeah. those, and I'm assuming they're not real popular. Well, that's, that's what I was saying earlier. Like, I wonder if Ford's just saying screw it and forging on, or if they've got market indicators that now's the time to do it. So it'll be interesting. I hope it's successful. It hybrid. I think the worst possible vehicle to get it was the Prius. If it would have come out initially in the Ferrari yeah. and the that's Porsche. Funny you say and the yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, no, that, that, take, I never thought of it. You know that what way. I mean? It does make sense. So it really does come down to who pioneers um, a technology. So if you have, a, you know, a lame car like the Prius, then nobody wants it. Like the least likely car to get anyone <laughs> laid you know ever. What's crazy about it. Like every everyone says fuck you, Priuses. They don't say fuck can, hybrids. You can get past like the technology. The, the fact that they look terrible and they're they're slow and and they're just they just they're they're boring to drive they're excellent vehicles <laughs> like i have an uncle uncle he, he lives in california oh, yeah. like the ultimate prius area and uh he i think he's got like three hundred thousand miles on it and he, he loves the dang thing <laughs> he's like yeah i don't all, all oh, I, do wow. is I, put, I put tires on it every once in a while and i change the oil and it just keeps on ticking i was like wow well, well i mean if it works for you, great. But yeah, I ain't gonna buy one. But but from what I've heard, everybody that's owned one, they're actually really excellent yeah. vehicles. So I mean, that does say something for maybe the hybrid technology, at least in Toyota. Yeah, it's it's an unfortunate marketing. Yeah. Well, maybe maybe it can change debacle, coming out with but, uh, the, uh, the 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 Ford or the shit, the pickup trucks and all that. But I do think that this, in my opinion, is a fad. I think that it's kind of a, a median because eventually this electric engine. I think I don't know how long it's going to take. It's going to take over though, 
eventually. And it's just kind of like a middle. Yes. Full electric. The full electric? Like, this is a middle ground. Hybrid. Oh, for sure. It's the, right. it's the happy median of the market because the, the internal combustion people <laughs> still make money and they're greener and everyone, everyone's happy. I think the hybrid is going to, is going to out like be a huge next gap. I don't think it's going to be a short term thing because the performance and every, I don't know, unless they hit some crazy inflection point in battery technology where, you know, you can drive five, 600 miles and recharge in less than 24 hours. You know what I mean? Until you can legitimately road trip or take off in a truck with an RV behind you with an elect with a battery. I just, I don't think the fully electric thing is going to dominate until that point. Now they could come up with some crazy new element tomorrow that makes batteries the size of a current battery that'll run your car forever. You know what I mean? Like you never know when the next giant leap's going to come, but I think hybrid is going to be here for a while. Or at least yeah, until that. Right. I mean, maybe I'm happens. wrong, but um, I, I hope I am wrong because I would much rather see the internal combustion live on through my lifetime and then maybe just throw some of that technology in there to make them more efficient and still have all the pros of a, a gasoline or diesel engine with, with all the advantages of electric assistance as well. But, um, yeah, well, I'm I'm the same way. I don't want fully electric anytime soon. That's why anytime someone asks me if I want a Tesla and I say no, they're like, "Oh, if you the Model S is so yeah. fast." Well, it for sure is, but it's not going anywhere. Like fully electric stuff is going to do nothing but get better, and the gasoline engine is on its way out, whether it be quickly or, you know, living longer with the hybrid stuff, it's still on its way out. So I'm going to drive freaking straight pipe V8 rear wheel drive yeah. six speed manuals till, uh, yeah, yeah right I think, my um, cold dared hands. Uh, um, yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, I think I definitely, if I if I ever have the opportunity to, I think I would still not get into an electric vehicle. It just, it just takes everything out of it uh, for me. Like a lot of, I don't know. I, I haven't driven one, so I really can't. It'll get better, I think, with that too. It, like the the connected feeling of driving a, mm-hmm. an internal combustion engine. I think they'll be able to replicate more of that like the road feeling and the the sensation of driving i think that will get better right. the more market share it well, takes it up. makes me think too you know what i mean there, i mean i hope there, so at we're least you, we're both car guys and you know there's got to be a lot of other car guys like me like us and we we drive the uh the market you know because you know that's just the way it is um and and i mean as far as um, you know, the average consumer, you know, they're, they're the primary market share, I guess, for, for buying new stuff. But I think a lot of people like us are just, are going to still demand this. And which is the same reason, like the five O is still around in the F one fifty, even though honestly, in my eyes, it doesn't make sense for it. To be. Right. Um, uh, I think there's still there, the technology has got to keep on advancing. I think that was one of the reasons why the eco boost came out, um, was to uh, offer, more with less. Um, I'm hoping that they keep on advancing that. I mean, there's no reason why you can't have a daily driven like engine that 
produces power like a Hellcat does. Because I mean, when you when you look at it on paper, that's about what the Tesla does. Something like around the seven hundred pound feet of torque mark. Um, uh, it's instant, so it's better that way. But I mean, it's still competitive uh, to have a gasoline engine like that as well. So I think that they uh, the technology may continue to develop to where you can have these equally powerful gasoline internal combustion engines um, in the future that are still going to be reliable enough to like drive on a daily basis. I'm hoping that in years, but we'll see. Yeah. Well, yeah, luckily the internal, as much as people like you and I hate that the, the big horsepower V8 days are probably limited in number, these small displacement turbo engines are freaking nasty. So like it, it sucks. Cause I, I sit here and can play devil's advocate with myself all day long. Like I hate that there's no, or there's less V8 options, but if it takes, I, I like, I can see it from Ford's point of view too. Like we have to move forward with developing these smaller displacement, bigger turbo engines. So like, I can't get too upset because it's progress and that's, that's I good. Ultimately, jokingly, but I think I'm actually not joking. I want Ford to hear me <laughs> make us a five Oh eco boost. <laughs> It would, it would solve all of our problems, bro. I mean, eventually, it, I mean, it, it, it might. Would be, it would be awesome. I mean, uh, I mean, you could, dude, sky's the limit with something like that. Hell yeah. Uh, well, maybe, hopefully, maybe. someday. Let's get back to yeah. this F one hundred and fifty stuff, though. It has a gigantic screen in the middle, and then. You can fold the whole front center console flat. The gear mm. shifter folds flat into like mm. a laptop okay. platform for people le- such as yourself right. yeah. that work a lot from the pickup. So the yeah, it's 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 pretty crazy if you can find an animation of it. Like the the gear shifter folds ninety degrees, so it's flush, and then the top of the center console flips back again. And now there's like a whole flat well, surface. They always market these things towards the working man. Um, it looks like now you can uh, also take your um, post lunch uh, siesta because the driver's seat folds all the way back. The yes. way down. <laughs> and the the seat part comes up to get level, so it's perfectly okay. I flat. That part that's pretty cool. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty I mean, I awesome. I guess it's just a a small feature that you know, if you use it, great. If not, whatever. But it is kind of cool because uh, I have I for camping. Yeah, I, don't know I how think much I mostly camp in the cab of my truck, but um, I guess if I needed to, then cool, <laughs> I got it. Me and you both own campers, but <laughs> I guess for somebody that doesn't own a camper and wants to just yeah. take a break, and I would I would see it more for like you know someone's working construction they have had their lunch they need to take a little nap so they get back out there kicking butt um take a quick little nap maybe (laughs) yeah oh also in the launch video they're doing hands-free self-driving from the xlt models i missed that okay so we have some tesla technology getting worked in here 
Oh yeah. And it was from the XLT yeah, up, which I thought was interesting was because really the common man's uh, truck. Yeah, it's uh, interesting stuff. Three quarter inch wider track overall, front and yeah, rear. It's a little bit. It's a little bit wider, I guess. Uh, yeah, I don't yeah. know about that. I mean, you know, I think they're. I would not trust to get here to drive for me i drive i drive about 125 to 200 miles a day roughly um that would be really cool to just uh put in my destination and kick back and do it for me but i think i'd be too paranoid the whole time like is this thing gonna mess up like i need to be i need to be involved I'm not worried about the computer. I'm worried about non-computer drivers and the technology this is built on, I think is going to, I think, so the, the new vehicles equipped with this technology, the Fords at least will all be able to talk to each other and like share information. And I think what ultimately will happen, because I do think self-driving is going to be the ultimate thing that that'll, that'll happen. I don't think, uh, you'll even be allowed to drive yourself on the road after a certain point, after a certain percentage of people get self-driving cars, at least maybe like in city limits or something. Um, anyway, it's going to, they're all going to be able to talk to each other and avoid collisions and be like, okay, I'm making this left at the light and the other vehicles will be like, okay, they'll slow down a little bit or whatever. So that's uh it's just the Ford vehicles now, but I think eventually there'll be some standardized, unfortunately, probably government network that all vehicles will communicate on. That way they're all avoiding collisions and every, you know what I mean? That way you're not having Tesla systems interface with Ford systems interface with Chevy systems. Like everyone's going to have to speak yeah, a universal. Yeah. And that's what I think yeah, for sure. At least. Um, I don't know if, if it's, I don't know if it's new or not on the F-150, but I'm looking at it here. I, I have it on, I have a 2019 uh, Ford Transit I drive for work. Um, and it's got that air charger for your, your phones. And that's the technology that I use all the okay. time. And I think it's super cool. It's just, you just lay it down and you're charging. You don't worry about plugging it in or anything like that. I really like that super handy yeah no that's for me awesome because um, i'm always using my other plugs to charge they've had it in cameras yeah, for a I while i, I know at least didn't like pioneer that or anything um but um i just thought it was a uh, something cool that um that's the first time i'm seeing it anyways in the f-150s i haven't i mean it's, it may already be an option but i think that's cool yeah i'm, looking yeah, I'm at not the, sure Pull down for the laptop. That's a really big screen there that they've got for the uh, information. Screen. Well, then yeah. if you look at the Freaking actual like, gauge cluster as well, it's not even gauges anymore. It's just one big screen. I guess at least on the higher higher tiered models, like the uh, probably the Lariat and maybe on the XLT as well. So it's, it's got two relatively large screens up front there. Yeah, that's yeah, that's the yeah. way pretty much everyone's going, and I don't know how I feel about it. Like I have mostly right. digital in my truck. It's just the tack and the speedo are analog, and then all the center sections you know, yeah, customizable. Kind of a, which I'm kind I of love. an old school guy, but this is something I actually I actually really like. Um, like so, my wife's car; she's got a 2019 Cherokee, and it's got a lot of you know 
screen up there. So you, but what I really like about it is you can kind of customize it and have different types of readouts to suit uh, her driving. And I can do a different way to suit my driving that way I like better. Um, and just have like my, my cruise right. mile per hour in a certain spot and, or if I want to watch my trip, my fuel economy or whatever else I want to monitor, it's all kind of customizable. So I really like stuff like that. And it looks like this one's kind of one up that, and it's going to be even better now. Um, yeah, with, with probably more options with the screen that big, it's gotta be. Yeah. I, I like it because, um, I different jobs. Like when I'm towing, I want to watch yeah. all my temps a lot closer versus if I'm just city driving, like I usually just put my speed in the middle. Yeah. So I, you know what I mean? I don't, I like having that customized. Uh, For sure. Yeah. I'm looking at uh, one of the things that I've always, I've never had one. It's crazy expensive, but I would always, I've always wanted to have an actual King ranch and I'm looking at this King ranch interior and they definitely made some changes to it. Um, definitely more modern looking. It doesn't have that like kind of old school, like saddle look. So it was like, you're like, they just pulled yeah. off a horse and then put it there. But it's kind of nicer. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. It's less yeah. old man. I mean, Chic. I kind of like that old stuff, but I mean, this is pretty, this is pretty plush looking here. Yeah. It well, looks, I like looks, the new one. Really much nice. And it looks like, I think they have a, uh, I was trying to look at some of these gauges here. Um, like some, you get the air conditioning seats, heated seats, standard stuff. Um, but I think you might even have like a massaging type option in, in the seat. Um, oh man. Hey, uh, I've seen that on the, on the limited. I don't know if that's still, if it's an option on the King Ranch, but either way, I think it, the limited is a higher is, yeah. trim just, option than the King Ranch. Kind of a uh, Texan and small town guy. I like the King Ranch stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my dad had the uh, King Ranch. It was uh, he had the old man special with the yeah, yeah. Cream See, I like that old stuff from like the early two thousands. I think they look really good. But uh, I mean, like I said, this this looks pretty great as well. So, yeah. Can't complain too much. Yeah, I'm actually not seeing that option on the King Ranch, so maybe it is just a limited option. They have so many trailer backing yeah. goodies now. Yeah. I I've seen that here. Um, pretty I actually, sad. I feel. I actually got I to feel uh, use that. I went to the Texas State Fair a couple of years back, and uh, they they have you test drive it. And so you actually use the this dial to kind of back it in. And, it was kind of awkward to figure out at first, but once he kind of explained it and kind of tried it a few times, it was actually pretty dang cool. Like you don't touch the steering wheel. Like it turns the steering wheel for you. You just use this little dial knob and you look at your, your screen there and kind of just, you tell it, tell oh, it where yeah. to go. It's, I'm it's almost at like, it now. Like, like you're playing a game or something. Uh, it's, it's really weird. It's pretty cool. Um, to be honest, I've been pulling trailers for a long time. I don't know how much I would actually use it. Um, I can definitely tell you that a lot of like people that aren't used to pulling trailers, you go to a boat dock and watch them try to pull or back a back a trailer down a, a boat ramp. It's comical. I mean, it's hilarious. We, uh, we, we go to the lake every year and I actually sit by this, this, uh, 
bar and it faces the dock or the loading ramp and you just watch some of these people and it's I, I get embarrassed for them watching them do it so so i think an option like this might actually help some people like that that aren't his experience oh for sure because I was humbled more than once on my brief mm-hmm. road trip trying yeah. to back yeah. up my fifth wheel. So. <laughs> it can be embarrassing too when you're trying to figure it out, especially if you have a single axle trailer, um, shorter ones too. They're, they're, they get to be a real pain in the butt to, to get them to cooperate sometimes. Yeah. Oh, they yeah. just switch especially on a dime. Short ones, yeah. It's frustrating. But yeah, I could, I could see somebody wanting that. Uh, if it was probably more than like a, 200 300 option i would i wouldn't opt for it but uh, i would say that's probably pretty handy if, uh, if you needed that. yeah i'm sure it'll be standard on like the yeah the higher actually, end I, I, anyway. I, want to, I go online and build these things all the time just to try to learn about them and it, it's still an option i can't remember the price on it but um but yeah, it, it may be on the higher oh, okay. tier one, like you said, though, it may be an actual standard type thing. But, you know, to me, one thing I like to me, about that's just one God. more thing to go wrong on a vehicle. <laughs> that's why I like simple stuff. It's just like the more that's technology true. and motors and, and gizmos and whatever you pack into this, it's just, it's just one more thing that can cause you a problem later on simplicity is king yeah well it feeds into the high turnover model like i think if i was just using it for towing and nothing else i might just lease it it's that's actually becoming more popular from what i've seen you know especially big companies uh um, that use three quarter tons or even one or half tons, anything bigger too. They're, they'll lease them and uh, then they'll just sell them. And then I guess the dealership auctions them off, I guess. Uh, so I've, uh, that's actually how I ended up getting my, my truck. It was a, it was a lease through a uh, oil field and uh, the uh, dealer got it back and then they auctioned right. it off to a wholesaler and I bought it from him. <laughs> yeah nice so yeah that's definitely an option if you're just gonna be towing a lot but i think but they do put restrictions on mileage so you can only use it so much right yeah if you're like running a towing company you could do it but uh if you're just a guy that has same with same with the toy haulers like if if you only go out five or six times a year, you could have a leased pickup, and I mean it's more expensive overall, obviously. But you know that way you don't have to worry about if your trailer backing gadget malfunctions because it's under warranty because sure, yeah. it's a lease. Yep, but I mean if you just bought it, you have a, a longer warranty than the three-year lease, anyways. <laughs> yeah, like five, I oh, think they're true. only like five that's to thirty-six thousand. I think if you. I don't know. I remember the Ram I bought was a as a five year hundred thousand. So I don't know if they are now. That was back in twenty fourteen. Everything changes. But right, yeah, that's definitely something I look at. Just you know, the more you put on it, the more problems that can go wrong. Because I've I've always been the type of guy that like you know I'll buy something and then I'm not too worried about it because I'm gonna probably sell it. And, two years tops. I think the longest I've owned a vehicle now was that Ram 20 or 2014 Ram 24, 2500. 
because it was so expensive and I had a payment on it. Uh-huh. I kept it for like three or three and a half years. And that was the longest I've ever had a vehicle. So, um, yeah, you did some work to that too, right? I did what? You beefed it up a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Well, I like did some work to the lot. engine. I mean, I, I just did the, I did the standard delete to it and, um, just a handful of just minor bolt-ons, um, just, just to have a little more fun with it, a little better fuel economy and more, more power at this thing. Um, right. The, uh, the def and DEF and, and if, uh, exhaust fluid and all that stuff in the filter, they, they tend to have like a high failure rate around, I don't know, 150,000 miles. So I figured I just got to get rid of it for it. Caused me a problem. Plus, you know, I wanted that cool sound that you get from a straight pipe diesel. <laughs> Yeah, but Hell yeah, yeah. Um, I, I've always just turned vehicles over really quick. So, but nowadays, now that I'm kind of got a little bit different mindset and uh, not wanting to have uh, car payments, you know, I'm, I'm probably more likely to keep a car a lot longer now, uh, just to, um, you know, keep stay out of a payment. And uh, I think uh, just having a simple vehicle. It suits me better because uh, it's just like I said, less to go wrong. Right. Well, it's, I mean, it's definitely an argument to be made about trying to move away from computerizing yeah. everything. Yeah. But I mean, so. I'm uh, I'm old school, like you said before. So I, I'm probably the minority one when right. it comes to buying stuff like this. Yeah, at least on the the new new. I found a little bit more information on the uh, active drive assist. It said it's a level two hands-free driving system, which means eyes on, hands off, apparently. It's not autonomous. It's partially automated Hmm. drive assist. So it says there's 100,000 miles of roadways available. Uh, It has to have like a... It's on a, like so approved like, routes. I'm guessing like, where like they know the the lines are painted and right. the cameras so are the traffic lights like are visible and all that stuff. And then major highways that connect to other cities, type of thing. I mean, which makes sense, I guess. Yeah. So, whatever. Still, I don't know if I'm interested. <laughs> It's been geo-fenced to be used on divided highways that have been HD mapped. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I guess uh, I'll let everybody else guinea pig that before I get on board. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's for easing commutes, especially in bumper-to-bumper traffic. So, yeah, it's just for the poor bastard that buys his have to yeah. pick up to commute in. i can say that there are times when i just kind of like make a quick run to the grocery store or something and i just i don't feel like driving until i'm lazy or something that would be kind of cool so like i can just kick back and like you said keep your eyes on the rope nobody's gonna do that everybody's gonna be on their phone guaranteed well it has a driver facing camera and if you don't if you're not looking it'll like tap the brakes and if you don't look up it'll oh. just pull over and stop itself i assume that's okay, what, I I, that's what that. tesla does at least yeah oh they're yeah. there because the liability 
to call right. it fully uh-huh. autonomous is through the roof because once you say that then all the liabilities on tesla or whoever if someone jumps out yeah. in front of it or some you know what i mean somebody i'm like okay so i just buy tesla i go into automatic mode or whatever automatic driving and then there's a wreck even if it's some minor fender bender like like not my fault i wasn't driving yeah so i guess i guess that makes more sense i didn't realize that's how it was i, I, I really didn't i haven't looked into it because i'm just thoroughly uninterested in that type of stuff <laughs> it doesn't go from <laughs> yeah well it's it's still super super early so you've got you've got some time yeah we got some time to not care about it more <laughs> cool exactly yeah well yeah we're there well we're at yeah, we're at a critical time in history. Cool, man. Well, hopefully uh, next time we can talk about what I'm pretty anxious about, the uh, 2021 Ford Bronco. Yeah, so, so far, Heck, yes. I'm mildly disappointed um, in the engine options, but I think they're gonna, there's definitely some good ones involved there. And we don't know for anything for certain yet, so we'll see y'all on the 13th. Yep, we'll definitely uh, watch it and do a podcast about it. Well, hopefully, we'll uh, we'll watch the event together and then yeah, comment on work. it as it happens. All right. Heck yeah, man. Well, um, follow me on Instagram. I am at Chris Talks Cars. I changed it. It used to be at Cartoon Channel, but now I am at Chris Talks Cars. Uh, Facebook group is still Cartoon Channel. YouTube channel is still Cartoon. Uh, make sure to like and subscribe and rate and review and do all the things. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye.